Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. We're going to continue our many conversations about all of our local politics today as we turn our attention up valley to the city of St. Helena. There's contested city council races. There's a ballot measure We're regarding a sales tax that we've talked about here before and a whole bunch of things that are starting to go on up there. Joining us now, we're joined by Pam Simpson, who is the president of the St. Helena Chamber of Commerce. Pam, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. I always enjoy coming on. It's always great to have you here. First of all, let's talk about Measure D. We've talked uh, a bit about it here. We had uh, the city manager, Jennifer Phillips, on a few weeks ago talking about the importance of it, the need for it. Talk a little bit about it from the point of view of the business community, the chamber, and uh, your thoughts about it. Well, I think you know, just listening to Jennifer's um, discussion with you, I think people understand the dire nature of the city's financial situation. I think she did an excellent job of laying out years of kicking the can that uh, St. Helena has done in not recognizing when we needed to be investing in our in our infrastructure, investing in our town, investing in our economic development, and we are suffering the brunt of it now. And it's um it's it's clear and it's and it's right in our face and uh we are behind the eight ball. And it's one of those situations where it's time to be fiscally responsible. It's um you know, the way we see it, hell has frozen over. The Chamber of Commerce is going to support a sales tax. But in this situation it's 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 it has to be done. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it. It is fiscally responsible. Um, this, uh, the city's finances have been vetted. We have a very capable staff. We have audits. We have the ad hoc revenue committee who's looked into it. Um, I know that there is a contingent up here who believes that the city, that this is a farce, but this is real, and it's, um, and it's, it's, it's got to be attention's got to be paid to it, mm-hmm. and. Um, we don't do this lightly. This is not easy for us. We have um, employers and, and businesses in this community who um, will be affected by a sales tax. But in the end, even they, you know, believe that it's something that has to be done. So we are supporting Measure D. Is it your sense that there is pretty much unanimity <laughs> among the business community for Measure D? Uh, I would say at this point, overwhelmingly, we were able to um, to effectively communicate it to the businesses, um, and I think that the city's done a very good job, as has the mayor and the and the city council members, uh, discussing with businesses and and the community as to the the actual financial situation. I mean, you don't have to look at. Um, much when you see the financial forecasting that has been done and you see the numbers, um, business people get it right away. It's, it's not that hard to comprehend and the numbers, you know, that red line going down into the future, it's, um, it's pretty telling and it's pretty in your face. Mm-hmm. So we were lucky we had, um, you know, business owners who were on the ad hoc uh, revenue task force who, participated in the discussion and even they at the end had to absolve themselves and say this is this is what needs to happen however you know i'm going to we endorse this because it is um stop step one it is step one and they and we were very firm in our statement that the that the fiscal responsibility begins with the sales tax and it is not the cure all and end all it is um step two needs to be in that strong economic development plan including increasing our tot we cannot deny that tot 
is the most the the best uh, return on our investment um, directly and indirectly in that the visitors are here the um, they we want them to stay eat shop taste drink wine do whatever they need to do their wallets are out we should be collecting their money and they should be staying in St. Helena and us having 205 hotel rooms has been um, detrimental in uh, St. Helena's um, financial stability, and it needs to be corrected. And so whether that means we continue, we have to do a number of things. We have to continue to market St. Helena competitively <clears throat> with regard to the Napa Valley. We need to um, uh, entice our current lodging to um, expand, and we need to look at things like Adam Street and the other hotel properties, um, our proposals, that are coming up, such as the one next to Farmstead and, and anything else that comes in our way, we need to look at those realistically and um, completely and, um, and and approve something that, that is the right thing for our town. And new hotel rooms are definitely the way we need to go. And we are going to push hard that if you accept the sales tax, then step two has got to be TOT. Is there going to be, in your sense, some kind of a pushback, at least among a lot of people that have held this position for a long time, that, that if, in fact, this sales tax goes through, that's it? Then we have plenty of money and we don't need to worry about economic development. Well, I've already referred to a, a, you know, a feeling in town that they don't, tr- you know, trust is gone. The trust, you know, the city, we don't know what happened. We don't know who did it. We don't know why it's so bad. And so, of course, there's going to be, you know, this fear of, of are they even telling us the truth now? And so we did the sales tax. We don't need to go any further. And I think that's the way. Um, I think there's always going to be that contingent, and there's always going to be those people who, you know, are are believing it. But you know, Jeff, you know, you and I have talked about this. You know, I have the a theory on St. Helena, and I, I hate to, to use it, but I, you know, come to to subscribe to it. You know, St. Helena is 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 is, is terminal, <laughs> and and that's just the fact. Is, is, is we have a we have a terminal, you know, diagnosis, and people are we've got people in denial. We've got people who do not believe that um, that anything is needed, and that we're that um, sales tax or you know tax the business community or something like that is it. And then you've got people who bargain. And, and they're going through the say, seven stages of, of grief. We've got, you know, people who bargain it back and forth. And, you know, well, well, what if we just do this? If we just, if we just move this money over here or we just do this, then it's all going to be fine. And, and then you've got the people who are in depression, which is most of us who are in the reality phase of this is not going to get better unless we do something. And none of us will ever get to acceptance or moving forward until a new hotel is approved, until the local Colbus is open and up and running, until we finally see some financial return and um and so when you've got people in different stages it's hard to get everybody on one page talk a little bit about in the adam street property a little bit about what might happen to that some proposals were recently made uh, today in fact talk a little bit about what that might look like and how that might fit into this larger picture Adam Street has been um, a source of obviously um, much contention, much passion. Uh, people feel very strongly about Adam Street. It uh, sits over there behind um, Safeway, just down the street on Adam Street, and it's next to the library. It's a beautiful vineyard with a beautiful view. So, of course, there's people very passionate about keeping it. However, it is owned by the city and has been for 20 years, and um, there have been various stages, people who've um, you know, proposed different ideas for 
that. And even the citizens came together in a visioning process about 10 years ago to determine what was there. And uh, it's a community center, it's a hotel, it's a mixed use. There's a lot of different ideas out there. Um, what happened was the city decided uh, in February, June, I can't remember when, that to put out an RFP to say, if you were to do something with, say, with Adam Street, given that the ceiling is in the financial situation we are, what do you believe to be the highest and best use and what would you do here? And the three proposals that have come back are um, two, two very high-end luxury hotels and one mixed use. And so we're really talking now about um, you know, a choice that St. Helena has. St. Helena needs to make a choice as to do they want a mixed use, do they want something that's a little um, more like a plaza that has some retail, has some housing, it, has, it does have a smaller boutique hotel, it has some amenities um, for the community, City Hall would be moved there, do you want uh, some like a plaza or do you want a high-end hotel? I think that the numbers show today that there's a very high return off of TOT, especially when the hotels are higher end in the in the level, in the luxury level of a Solage or an Auberge. Um, and, and there were def- definitely, you know, two proposals to that end. Um, with higher um, average daily rates and, and DOT that would return back. And at this point, you know, we're in the discussion phase. All three of the presenters today did a great job of, of relating their project and showing the community what, you know, what their inspiration was and what their, their passion is for the, for the project. Everybody's trying to uh, work with the community on this, and I think the developers did an excellent job today of, of, of pitching their idea. And I think now, you know, like I said, this, the citizens, and the and the leadership and and everybody in St. Helena needs to make a decision uh, what we're going to do going forward. What do you think the odds are of of something happening in a relatively short time in terms of that project? Things tend to move uh, as you've talked about rather slowly. It does move slowly, um, and uh, but I think that the that the the nature of what uh, what needs to happen will will move some things along. I also know, you know, we've got other potential hotels um, um, lining up in St. Helena. Uh, one at Island Station already approved, and another one that um, that we we believe is coming online soon. If if those sort of make it their way into the queue before Adam Street, it could, Adam Street could be delayed very definitely, um, especially if people start to feel like, well, one or two is all we need, and let's save Adam Street. Uh, what we were trying to do today, what the chamber did today, was uh, make sure that the RFP process, because it's been put out there by the city and because these developers have invested time and money, was to make sure we're moving that process along too. Uh, one of our directives is let's, when these things come up, let's let's push them along. And um, you know, our duty to our members and to um, the community as a whole is to make sure that um, once the process is there. Um, Move it along, and <laughs> that's kind of where we're coming from. Is let's let's start talking about these things because mm-hmm. um, we don't need any more delays. Delays are not going to help the financial situation, certainly. No, I mean you see, hotels are always going to be. We're talking years out. Whether it's possible that we could get one within three years or five years, that's that's fantastic. Um, but the more we delay, even on the RFP process or waiting for anything. Um, the longer it becomes. And in St. Helena, we don't have a, a, a great track record of approving hotels quickly. So um, while, as, as much as we need them and as much as, as we're desperate, there's definitely 
a contingency in, in town, a lot of us, everybody in town, who wants to take the process and make sure we're not short-term planning, that we are being mindful and prudent of what we have grown to love here in San Helena, which is this small town charm, and to keep the place as authentic as possible. And so while we're desperate for a hotel, as some people have said, at the same time, we want to make sure that the hotel is right. And so it's going to have to be a process. And as much as, you know, some people would like to slow it down, we also can't analyze it into, into paralysis either. So we, there's going to have to be a line drawn. And I'm sure that the process is going to be too fast for some, and it's not going to be fast enough for others. And the best we can do is try and move it along at a speed where, um, where we think it's, it's, it's been vetted enough. To what extent are these issues that we have been talking about here, to what extent are they part and parcel of uh, contested city council races that are going on right now? No, they're a big part. I mean, we definitely have um, uh, a lot of conversation around, um, around obviously, what's going to happen with Salem's financial future. It's interesting. We've got very different candidates, um, but they're all, in the end, saying the same thing. And I think that's that's the real interesting thing in San Helena, is even when you talk about the chamber versus Citizens Voice versus Our Town versus all these different entities, we all want San Helena to be authentic and small town and keep our and keep our you know neighborly ways and 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 all and and keep all that in mind as we move forward it's just everybody tends to kind of grasp onto a different um, piece of that um, you know, we've got candidates who you know Jeff Jeff Ellsworth is a, is a candidate for for city council you know he's very concerned with traffic with water with employees with the impacts and the cost benefit analysis of all of this as as we all are um, and so, um, you know, I think Jeff pushes that more than anything. I think where, where you know, Sharon Kroll is an incumbent and Greg Pitts look at it, um, you know, from that fiscal responsibility side, where they they have been in the in the in the trenches on um, all of this fiscal uh, mismanagement, or um, it's what it is, fiscal mismanagement, and they're looking at this saying, okay. Um, yes, those are very important, but we also need a hotel. We need to move this forward. And at the same time, I think Mary Coberstein's current planning commissioner, who's also running, is is sort of trying to walk that balance too. Very concerned. None of them have. Uh, no, none of the four have said they're against hotels. Just all of them have sort of a different piece they're pushing. Mary's very um, concerned with the housing, and that's the message we get from her: is that she wants to see um, housing addressed as these and water and everything else as these things are, are are being vetted and pushed forward. So they're not all saying anything that much different. It's just I think they prioritize things a little bit differently. And where does the chamber stand in all this? Has the chamber endorsed anyone and doesn't have a position in these races? The chamber is has does a process and this is the second year and all the years we've been, you know, in, in the middle of campaigns and in the middle of, of, of council races, we've never taken a position. We finally did two years ago, um, where we felt like there was a clear clear difference between the candidates running versus the candidates in office. Um, this year, our, 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 our board, frankly, had a very difficult time. We, we discussed it. We have a, our process includes sending a questionnaire to the, to the candidates with very specific 
types of questions. It also involved um, inter interviews with the candidates uh, where we sat down with them. Uh, six of us was one of them. I hope they didn't feel, you know, they, they weren't shy about it. They, they met with us, you know, um, and, and the meetings went very well. And then we also did a debate where we put the four of them in front of the public and invited them. So we feel like we have really vetted the four candidates as much as possible and gotten, you know, deeper on some issues. And that's been very, you know, uh, very enlightening to us. We have a very diverse board who come from different, uh, different backgrounds and, and again, different perspectives. Um, with people on this board, you know, we've got people who Adam Street is their thing and we have people who downtown Main Street is their thing and people who marketing and TOT is their thing. So just like the candidates, it's about prioritizing. So what the chambers decided to do is sort of point out to the business community, um, you know, the, the, the strengths and where we also see some weaknesses in the candidates and to encourage them to look at um, three candidates very closely, you know, in that uh, Sharon Kroll, Greg Pitts, and Mary Coberstein, all very capable seem to have a very good grasp of what's um, uh, of, of the task at hand, seem to have a good balance um, uh, for the community versus uh, what needs to be done and, and being mindful to all of that. We feel Jeff Ellsworth has a, a, a very um, intense passion for uh, this community. He's born and raised here. He's very well liked here. And I think he's um, done a great job of being able to galvanize people um, around some of the concerns he has, very valid concerns. However, we're also concerned with Jeff in that he is has not has always been as collaborative with um, the the sitting city councils, with the county, with the county supervisors. He's not been necessarily as collaborative with the the, the business community. And we would like to see Jeff um, uh, spend a little more time educating himself to the facts and really sort of delving in a little bit more. Um, however, we are going to make a pledge to work with Jeff to help him understand our perspective and help him with um, with the facts from our side so that he comes into um, uh, comes into the, the conversation and is included in the conversation from um, with with a better perspective of, of at least where we're coming from. Talk a little bit about the business community in general and whether there is a sense that, that this is a turning point, that this is an inflection point right now for St. Helena. It's a huge turning point for St. Helena. Um, we feel that the numbers don't lie. When you look at that forecast and you see that that uh, red line in the forecast showing um, a, a huge decline in revenue. When you see the 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 uh, not in revenue, but in in um, in the in, in the forecasting, it's 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 sickening. It, it really is. And when you see um, no plan for increased uh, TOT, that the only there's only three ways that you can four ways you can make money in the city of Saint Helena: property tax, sales tax, TOT, or development fees. Our development fees are already very high here. Um, so um, you cannot. We have 21% of our of our general fund is 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 um, development fees. 
And that's that's crazy for us, especially when 20 percent is TOT. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 it just says no. It says no to development. It says no to new homes. It says no to new businesses. It's just it, the whole thing is 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 backwards. And we need to be really looking forward if we're going to keep St. Helena economically sustainable to be turning those numbers around. And so it is do or die time. I think that um, that it's it's going to be very crucial. However, we feel like we've got. Um, we've got three good candidates who will put their head to um, uh, into this into this mess and can um, hopefully help us you know lift out of it. Um, that's that's kind of where we are. What role do you see for the chamber in terms of economic development going forward? If Measure D passes, if there's a sense of as you say, really beginning to look forward, what role can the chamber play in terms of that economic development? I think the chamber can play a major role, and we want to. Um, we would love to be a part of any economic development program that the city, and we've strongly encouraged the city to adopt a city, uh, an economic development program. In the past, for the last five years, we've been doing it on our own, and it doesn't get us very far um, for a couple of reasons. I mean, we have empty storefronts on Main Street. Anybody who's been in St. Helena lately sees that. I go out and I try to entice, you know, businesses to come to St. Helena. There's great businesses in Healdsburg. There's there's a, there's there's great businesses in Marin that we would love to see open up stores in St. Helena. I, I have nothing to offer them. I have no incentives. I have no business package. I have nothing from the city. So when I come courting, I don't have a whole lot. Um, we've been trying to um, uh, communicate to the city, you know, or communicate to the residents this, the importance of TOT and how it can give back, and why the uh, why having a hotel here and the indirect and the direct benefits of TOT and sales tax, everything that a hotel provides, can help with the. It, it means better parks. It means the better library. It means we don't have to have these conversations about where the cuts are going to be, but instead we'll be having a conversation about which park can we now restore. So, um, and we've been a part of that conversation for a long time. Uh, we would love to see a business retention and a business uh, uh, attraction uh, uh, program be put in place. Obviously, expanding our current businesses, seeing what they need. We're out there talking to them all the time. But again, when you have development fees the way they are, and you've got a, a system that that is uh, that is difficult and zoning that is difficult. Um, it's it's hard to be out there um, on your own doing economic development, and so we would love to have a, a public-private partnership in which in which there is a a real dig in with economic development um, and and a real plan put in place. And of course, one of the things you've alluded to, one of the things that that is essential, is that the city recognized that the process needs to be streamlined, that it not that it needs not be the most difficult process in the county to get anything done. Right, right, and all that stems back to um, the general plan not passing for over 10 years now, which means we can't move forward with our zoning. Um, it's it's just this vicious cycle we get in of, and really, you know, the, the real crux of it, the real guts down deep with St. Helena is, again, they need to decide who they're going to be. Are we going to be um, a town that that only caters to our residents and and pray that shoe cobblers on Main Street are what you know can can keep this town going, or are we going to accept the reality that we have three million visitors who come here every year and that we are going to um, cater 
some of our um, uh, our businesses towards towards tourists and embrace them and welcome them here. And once we make that decision, things can move a lot quicker. But until then, you know, we're ba- we're battling at the even at the general plan, the very the very basic um, wording of the general plan, the citizens' voice group, you know, led by by um, Jeff Ellsworth, you know, they're they're interested in changing the general plan language back to tourist unfriendly. That tourist tourism is a negative impact on our economy. We can't if we if we have that in our general plan. It's a that's a that's a just a, a value that you stated, and now everything from that will will draw down on tourism as a bad thing. And instead, we need to say that tourism can be managed and can be and can be productive and can bring benefits. And it's just little nuances like that 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 set the stage for everything that's going to happen. And um, as soon as the general plan gets passed. Uh, zoning is the next thing we attack. And if, uh, again, the general plan seems to think that and seems to dictate that tourism is a bad thing, then the zoning's going to flow from that. And that's why just on the basic levels of, of what's being said in the general plan, you know, we're fighting all the way up that to that strategic level um, with this concept of who St. Helena is. What impact do you think that it will have on St. Helena as Calistoga, your neighbor to the north, continues being much more aggressive in terms of tourism and, of course, has two uh, significant hotels that will be opening in the next year or two? Oh, it's going to be a huge impact on us. Obviously, you know, the, their TOT is 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 much higher than ours. Therefore, their 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 city budget is is um, in better shape. They're able to market more. They're able to do more. We feel the same with with Cal, with Yonville. Um, and of course, we would love not to compete with our neighbors, and we would love for combined efforts. But then that's not a realistic world either. We you know we each have to do what we can to bring people to our town, and um, we know that the impact impact is going to be there um, with, a, with, with regards to competing for visitors in, in, in that sense. The other impact, of course, is exactly what, what candidates like Jeff Ellsworth and Mary Coberstein are talking about. You know, there is traffic. There is housing. There is those, – those things are real, and we, we don't deny that. Um, but working together, we're going to be able to figure out a solution more than, than, than pointing fingers at each other. And so, um, you know, Mayor Canning up there, you know, has done a great job in trying to get this uh, Calistoga shuttle going. You know, uh, it's an employer-based program where employees would be brought over from Santa Rosa. It's unfortunately stalled right now, but it's the right it's the right idea. Um, wrong timing, maybe, but um, I think that um, as as these these uh, hotels open, we're all going to have to get together and really talk about um, how we are going to address um, the, the transportation. And it's already being done. You hear it in Napa, the at the county level, that we're all talking about it. And this is where you know we're hoping that you know collaborative effort of discussing these issues. Issues, um, you know, we can we can work out something regionally that um, uh, that makes sense for everyone. Mm-hmm. Talk about that in terms of how you're looking at regional solutions to some of these problems, because certainly when you talk to uh, the county and, and even people here in the city of Napa, there's constantly a realization that a lot of these problems really are going to require regional solutions. I think everybody knows that. I think it's a matter of time before we all kind of go, 
okay, it's time to put the Regional Economic Development Board together. I would love to see that. We're, the, the, the chambers have been talking about that um, recently, and we're, we're, we're definitely ones who would like to combine a voice in, in that conversation. Um, we have the vintners. We have the, um, the Visit Napa Valley crew who are already, um, you know, at a, at, a, at a county level looking into these, these issues and are a strong voice, and so we need, to, we need to join them. And the sooner the chambers can do it, uh, the better. Um, and we can we can help push that forward, but housing is is not new to to, to St. Helena. It's not unique to um, the county. This is a, it's a California problem, and it's a um, it's definitely one that um, that is going to have to be solved by seeing what other people doing, um, putting our heads together, really figuring it out, and. Um, uh, that's it's 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 going to have to happen, and I think it's just a matter of time because we're all we're all realizing it, and um, and we're hoping the, the you know the supervisors are 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 going to join us in that effort. Pam Simpson, St. Helena Chamber President. Pam, I thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thank you. Wine, food, talk. NapaBroadcasting.com.